everyone. You're listening to Here Come the Moms, only on Wedding Podcast Network. I'm Holly Ehrlich, your show host, and today we want to talk about same-sex weddings and the family issues related to gay and lesbian wedding planning. Our goal is to educate and inspire couples with information not typically found in traditional media, and we value the wedding planning experts and count on their tips and advice to help couples and their families. So today, I have invited two wonderful wedding planners, Katie Martin, author of the Everything Mother of the Bride book, and Bernadette Covney-Smith, the nation's leading gay wedding expert, president and visionary owner of 14 Stories, the nation's first and only firm specializing in creating legal gay and lesbian weddings, to the Here Come the Mom show. So welcome, Katie and Bernadette. Thanks for having us. I'm glad to be here again. (laughs) Okay, well, we're glad to have you too because, Katie, actually it was your recommendation to have this Here Come the Mom show, and you even dedicate in your book, The Everything Mother of the Bride book, in Chapter 8, Delicate Situations, uh, you know, a section all on same-sex weddings, and had recommended that Bernadette join us as a, as a special guest. So why don't you both introduce yourselves and just tell everyone a little bit about yourself and how you know each other. Sure. Uh, my name is Bernadette. I'm a uh, wedding planner, Boston-based wedding planner, specializing in same-sex weddings. I've had my company 14 stories for six and a half, year now, six and a half years now, and I started it when gay marriage was first legalized in Massachusetts. And I plan uh, gay weddings anywhere they are legal. And... Um, I also train wedding vendors who are interested in working with same-sex couples and learning more about that wedding market and unique needs and challenges of a same-sex wedding. Well, that's great because we have a lot of wedding professionals tuning in, so that's definitely a good thing to know. And Katie? Um, yeah, I own Elegance and Simplicity, which is based in Washington, D.C. been doing event planning since 1998, um, just about coming on our 13th anniversary in October. Um, So basically, we started doing same-sex weddings about, I would say about two to three years into starting. And obviously at the time, those were just commitment ceremonies because same-sex weddings only became legal this year in Washington, D.C. So we've had experience with commitment ceremonies for several years, but when um, legal weddings started to become the buzz last year. We really started ramping up and getting excited for it. And that's kind of, sort of how I met Bernadette. I really met her in New York City at the Get Married Magazine launch party, but had spoken to her several times prior to for the mutual friend of ours. And um, just have always been trying to keep in touch with her. I gain a lot of insight from her on how to plan gay weddings and just We've just become good friends, you know, so it's one of those things. I'm just glad that we are crossed, our paths have crossed. Well, I do know that you both love your careers and being invited into the lives of so many wonderful couples and clients um, and, you know, and, and knowing um, how to celebrate, you know, such a commitment. Uh, why don't you tell us what makes gay and lesbian weddings different from straight weddings? Well... There are some obvious differences, um, two brides or two grooms. Um, and, you know, one of the most um, non-obvious differences is the fact that when 
a lot of people assume that um, gay and lesbian couples are, are accepted when, in fact, half the country does not support gay and lesbian relationships or gay marriage. And so, really, there's a lot of discrimination and, and heterosexism faced by gay and lesbian couples as they plan their wedding. So, um, in some states, it's actually completely legal to discriminate against a couple by saying, you know, I won't work with you. And in, in many other cases, even if that's not the case, um, you know, vendors just assume if a woman is calling on the phone that she must be marrying a man. And so the language that is um, presented by many in the wedding industry is very bride and groom centric and not inclusive. So that's something that uh, wedding uh, same-sex couples have to face and, and deal with is really screening vendors and identifying who they can be comfortable with who they can be themselves with, um, and making sure that their day is really special. Um, that, if you add all that and you um, add family issues to that, so it might be family members, moms who don't accept the relationship, or dads. I've had a lot of dads this year who've been uh, basically boycotted their child's wedding. Um, you know, and that just adds another la layer of complexity that many straight couples don't have to face. So those are some, you know, sort of basic planning differences. The actual weddings themselves have some unique traditions and differences as well. Is marriage different for, you know, male and female couples, like the two grooms and two brides? The weddings, the wedding, wedding. The wedding, planning a wedding. Is it different if you're planning it for two grooms or for two brides? I'd say the main difference is that, um, you know, ha about half of same-sex couples that are female have one bride in a dress and one in a pantsuit or tux, and finding something for that woman to wear who doesn't want to wear a dress is a very difficult challenge. There's not a lot, there are not a lot of options, and that's something that um, would be a major difference between working with two grooms and two brides. What are the roles of the parents, and, and, and how can moms in the extended family get involved without getting too involved? One of the things that I've noticed over the years, and especially over the past two years, as um, the whole idea of gay marriage becoming legal in the D.C. area, is that I really think it's all over the board. Um, we have a lot of uh, people that come in, and it's just the two brides or just the two grooms, and very rarely the parents are present. So I have a lot of clients that are paying for the weddings themselves because of strife or bickering or just ex complete unacceptance by, you know, parental units. But I won't say that that's always the case. I mean, we had uh, a wedding recently, uh, my first uh, legal gay wedding for two men, and both the par the fathers were deceased, and one of the mothers was completely accepting, and the other mother was completely unaccepting. But they both still came to the wedding, but neither one of them really had any um, role that they took on actively in the planning process. So, you know, my goal is to always, when I'm with my clients, to see how parents want to be in the process. Because I think if parents, you know, accept their child for who they are, and they should also experience the wedding planning process with their with their children. And so I'm always excited to hear when parents do want to be involved because I think it just makes obviously for anybody as a human makes them feel better. And I think a lot of people treat um, gay and, and lesbian couples as if 
they're some you know some sort of different type of person they're just they're just people and i think that's a lot of the times i see parents that are just not seeing the wedding planning process as part of the realm that they want to be involved with but i think that's a huge mistake and so that's one of the things that i talk about in the book is that as a mother don't alienate yourself just because you don't agree with your son or your daughter's lifestyle because you know a marriage is is a marriage and they are going to get married whether you agree with their lifestyle or not and just by not coming to the wedding you've essentially shut yourself out of their lives because you know one 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 of the you know one of the um brides might not want to be around that mother for the rest of their lives together so that it's really extremely complicated and um both Bernadette and I have talked about how to you know deal with that issue to our clients during the planning process because it, it can, it's utterly devastating i mean i i hate to see i mean the groom that i one of the grooms that I was mentioning, he was so upset right before the ceremony because of it. Um, his mother said that she was going to walk down the aisle. And then, you know, the night before at the rehearsal dinner, she said, well, I'm just not going to do that now. And so I think people, you know, need to take a moment and, and just sit down and take a breath and, and take a moment just to think about how this hurts you, just the, you know, father, daughter, mother, son, whatever relationship you have with your child, because this could really affect your relationship for the rest of your life. Bernadette, do you think there are ways to get parents more excited about a same-sex wedding? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have strategies that I talk to my clients about, but basically, um, you know, the I, I believe that excitement is contagious. So I think that um, as the couple is excited and they share bits of information about the wedding, um, it starts to become contagious to the parents, and then they can start asking their parents for advice, various things like, should I invite so-and-so, or what do you think about this idea for the rehearsal dinner? You start to ask parents for little bits of advice, and then that engages them and brings them into the process somewhat. Um, and then you just gradually build from there. I mean, and that's all assuming that the parent is generally supportive but a little bit skeptical of the actual marriage because they might not believe in gay marriage. I mean, if the parent is just completely unsupportive of, you know, same-sex relationships in general, um, then there's really not much you can do. But, uh, you know, I had several clients this year where, you know, basically, um, you know, the mom would come to the wedding, but the dad would not. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it breaks my heart. It absolutely breaks my heart that this is, is the reality. Um, but it's it's more common than a lot of people would, would expect. And what if one uh, child has the support and the other doesn't? That happens a lot. I mean, we've, a lot. I mean, I, I've had out of the last seven um, legal and non-legal gay weddings I've had. I think all of them, none of them have had both sets of parents there. Now, in this last and this most recent one, both the fathers were deceased, but we have another one coming up in August where um, the two brides there, um, one set of parents is not coming at all. And I think, you know, there's like a, an air of everybody who is there 
which is interesting. They don't care that those parents aren't there because in the most part, um, as far as the guests are concerned, they know that if that set of parents was there, if that one father is, is not there or there, that they would, you know, cause problems. And you don't want a parent who doesn't believe in what's going on on the, on the wedding day, they don't agree with the marriage, to be brooding in the corner, you know, snickering and making, you know, stupid comments because it's not about them that day. And I think that's something that's very important that each and every um, lesbian and gay couple needs to make that decision as to, okay, dad said that he would come, but he doesn't agree with it. And each individual has to make the decision as to whether or not they want that kind of presence at their wedding. Because Bernadette and I have talked about this, that same-sex weddings are very different. There's like a sense of kind of um, what Bernadette has talked about being triumphant and joyful, that there's an overcoming of, of you know, this lifetime of, of problems or overcoming um you know, bad thoughts from other people. So when you finally get together and you're able to be legally wed, um, it's just this amazing sense. I know at this last wedding that was my first legally gay wedding, I, I cried. And, you know, I haven't known I haven't known the couple that long, but for me, I've known so many couples who have lived, you know, 10, 15 years together and have not been able to get legally married because of it. And now the reality is like, wow, I can finally be legally married to the love of my life. And I think a lot of people, you know, really want everybody who's at the wedding to be in that train of thought as opposed to, oh, okay, I guess, you know, whatever, it's legal. You don't want someone like that there. I mean, you wouldn't want that at a non-gay or lesbian wedding because it just, there's no, there's no, there's no space for it. You know, like marriage is all about, you know, having a relationship and, and there's, you know, a tug and a pull in every marriage. And, you want to start your marriage off in, in a triumphant place. And that is something that both Bernadette and I have felt at a wedding that is legally, a legally gay wedding. So I think um, having a parent that is completely supportive, I'll never forget this, um, the, the toast by the mother that was actually approving quote unquote of the wedding. She was just amazing. And, and just saying how much, she wishes that she wished that her um, husband was there because he absolutely adored his son for who he was. And both of them are extremely successful gentlemen. And to finally be married to the love of their lives is a huge milestone. And she was just amazed. She was amazing. And um, I just really wish that the other mother could be in the same sense of jubilation and, uh, and just, it was hard. It was hard for me to watch, and I think, you know, Bernadette talks about being heartbroken. It really is heartbreaking to watch people, you know, be, you know, maybe they don't mean to be hurtful, but there's you've got to find a way to be able to just be supportive. If if you want to be at your son or your daughter's wedding, you need to make sure that you are not inviting guests or family member, members that are not approving because. It just makes the day more difficult than, than it really needs to be at all. Yeah, I had a wedding um, a few years ago, and the couple found out that one of their um, aunts had signed an anti-gay marriage petition. And, yes. you know, because there was a website, you could look that information up, and it's like, well, <laughs> you know, now this woman is, she's on the guest list, she's coming to the wedding, and you know that there's people in the crowd who are just not supportive. 
you know, but on the other hand, get, gay weddings are really transformative. Um, I, I, I would venture to say that if you walk into a gay wedding not believing in gay marriage, you're going to walk out of the wedding be, believing 100% in gay marriage. That's so because, cool. <laughs> you know, it's, it's really, um, obviously, it's just about love. I mean, marriage is, is about love, and it's about two people coming together. And, uh, and the way the gays celebrate their weddings is a pretty special experience. There's something meaningful in particular about the declaration that, you know, I now pronounce you legally married. I mean, it, it still gives me chills anytime, um, anytime I'm at a gay wedding and I hear that. And so, you know, they're, they're rare for the most part and they're historic. And, and there have been um, close to 40,000 gay marriages, legal gay marriages in the U.S. But ultimately, uh, it, there's still a long ways to go. Well, I know you've celebrated your own gay wedding to Jen it's you. You just celebrated your one year anniversary, right? Yes, yes. So, so congratulations to you. Um, so you know, just some a basic. It would be who pays for what? Is that any different than a straight wedding? Um, you know what? A lot of times, a lot of times, the couple pays for everything themselves. Like Katie was saying, the parents aren't necessarily involved, and and part of that could be. Um, related to, uh, you know, the fact that the couple is older and they might be in their 40s and they might not need the support of mom and dad, or it could be the lack of um, emotional support equals a lack of financial support. In terms of who pays for what, um, you know, it's sort of anything goes. Uh, you know, I'm working with two brides now, and one of the parents is basically paying for the whole thing, and, uh, and that's not uncommon. So, you know, really, it's, uh, it, it kind of varies. There's really not a tradition in that regard. And, you know, I, I agree with Bernadette. There really is not a set amount of tradition going on. But I did have a couple come in with um, one of the mothers. It was a lesbian couple. And one mother decided that she wanted to pay for the whole wedding and then the other bride told that mom that the other mom wanted to pay for part of it because they both are very supportive uh, parents, which was really amazing to see and um, just really exciting to be a part of. And I think, you know, it's all about being in a conversation and, and communication just like you would with any other. Bernadette made the good point that, you know, it's the wedding planning process is not so much different from a heterosexual couple, but the financial part of it, it can be a little bit different and um, figuring out who's paying for what is something that each um, side of the family has to talk about. And, but I would, you know, definitely agree that the majority of our clients that they're paying for it themselves. Now I will say that, um, I've been seeing and hearing from other wedding planners in the D.C. area and just stuff that's been coming out in the news that, you know, now that legal weddings are, you know, you know, gay weddings are legal in D.C., um, more and more younger couples are now engaged to get married in D.C. because of the law. So I think some of that might change slightly in the D.C. area. I, I'm not sure because it's still so so new in the D.C. area, but I know that, um, more and more younger couples are deciding to get married. And so, um, you know, I think the problem is we don't have a huge history. We only have, um, what is it, six, seven years, Bernadette? Six and a half, yeah. Yeah, so, 
I mean, as opposed to, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years of legally, you know, legal heterosexual marriages and that small number of 40 to 45,000 legal gay weddings in, in the United States is so small compared to just the millions of weddings that take place every year. Um, so I think, you know, the hard part is in the long run, I think more and more traditions will come into place for gay weddings, but um, really Bernadette is someone who is kind of leading the way and, and showing people how to plan their gay weddings and people like me who get to kind of draw from Bernadette's experience and, and have our own experiences as well to be able to hand on information to um, other gay and lesbian couples that come past. And hopefully we'll get to see more states pass um, legal rights to gay couples because, you know, it really is just a, a very small amount of states that are that are making it legal. So, you know, we do see some glimmers of hope in other states, but um, it's slow. And I, it's that's the hardest part. And, you know, that's part of the problem is that there isn't a general, like, this is the way you do things for any part of the wedding planning process for gay weddings, because there's so many, there's not enough states that can help, you know, let us have some sort of standardization going on. But I think also in the wedding industry now, just in general, most people don't want their weddings to be standard. Everyone wants something to be unique. And that is clearly the case also with gay and lesbian weddings. I mean, I don't think it, it's that much different from a heterosexual wedding in that regard as I, well. I totally agree. I, wedding is a, is a celebration. And, you know, I want to quote a little something out of your book um, because it, in that chapter about same-sex weddings because it says both brides, you know, and, and this could apply to grooms as well, even though it's a mother of the bride book, your children in general, you know, I've been dreaming about finding the love of their lives and both want to have a dream wedding. It's been your job as a mother to protect your daughter and I'd say your son, her, their entire life. You may not agree with everything they do, but being a mother does not mean agreeing all the time. Make sure you do not invite guests that you know would disapprove of the marriage, which I think is excellent advice. I don't think any guests that don't approve of anything shouldn't be on that list. And your daughter's wedding day is not the time to become political, to start arguments, or to brood. Keep your daughter's wedding the way she wants it, a happy and memorable day, regardless of your opinion. And ultimately, I think that's the absolute best advice. I have one more question. What would be your best advice on some good tips, you know, once you're married, once you're married, how to maintain some family closeness? Well, more and more same-sex couples are having kids, and everyone loves grandchildren. So, mm -hmm. and I think, and and you and you're having a baby, right? Yes. Well, my wife is pregnant. Yes, she's yes. due in a few months. So that's 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 terrific news. So that's that's a great answer. And what are some other ways? <laughs> um, well, you know what? I think that you know, for people who've been guests at gay weddings and family members who've been to gay weddings it starts to become normalized, you know, it just becomes like any other wedding. I mean, not in a bad way, just in a way that is, I, you know, for lack of a better word, just really normalized. And uh, I think having that shared experience together just automatically brings the family closer together. Okay. I absolutely agree. I think, you know, uh, it doesn't just stop at the wedding with what you're talking about. I mean, basically, after the wedding, of course, grandchildren bring people together. But, you know, make sure that you're always being involved in all of the holidays and birthdays and just life celebrations in general. Um, I think, 
you know, even if a parent is, you know, very skeptical and not really part of the general conversation, I think it's more the job of you to draw your parents in because, you know, if people are really stiffly in a place of, you know, denial or in a place of just disapproval and you want them to approve, you need to make sure that you adjust your expectations and don't expect them to approve. But, you know, start to give them the information that you would give to anybody else. Like if you've gotten a new job or you got a new car or your wife has some of the same things that are new, just always keep your parents in the loop and try your best to include them in the com- in the life conversation. I think you know, that's like with any couple whatsoever. It's just a matter of... You know, I talked to one of my friends who is now um, legally uh, wed in D.C., and I I wasn't at her wedding because I had a wedding that day, actually. But she told me that her her mother was, you know, unable to come and wanted to be part of the day, and her um, mother-in-law did not want to come. But now, after the wedding and that she's come to a place of acceptance – they're able to hang out more and talk more about what their marriage means. So I think my, my whole advice to people in general, not just my clients, is to just to keep the conversation open and, and just real. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's... Thank you. I think if you shy away from it and just think, oh, they're never going to change, I don't think that gives that parent a chance to adjust because some people just, just need to adjust to it. Yeah, as I say to anyone who's who's coming out or dealing with with parent stress. I mean, honestly, for me, it took me 18 years to figure out who I am and to accept who I was as, as a lesbian. And, you know, you just got to be patient with your parents and family members sometimes. It's not going to happen overnight. Well, I have to also plug you both as wedding planners because I really do value the work that you do, and you both um, do a, a great job at it. Um, you know, you have connections and ideas. Um you know, in the industry, and you can help um, overcome and avoid some hard lessons um, planning a wedding, which, you know, requires a skill set all of its own. So I will have, uh, of course, links to all of your websites and books and and, and, and and your blogs will be up there because there's so much great information on um, on, on both of your sites. And we really appreciate your uh, being on Here Come the Moms today. Thank you very much. We welcome... Any questions you have about gay wedding plans, feel free to send it to us at feedback at the WPN.com or call us on our listener hotline, 800-882-1259. We appreciate your listening to Here Come the Moms, only on Wedding Podcast Network. I'm Holly Ehrlich. Thanks for listening.